Welcome back to KMTT, Kimi Tzion Tetzay Torah. Bruchim Abayim, Bruchim Achuzrim. This is the first day of the summer session of KMTT. And we're back after the Pesach vacation. I think KMTT is geographically the world's largest shear. And so, Shalom, Shalom, Larachok, Velakarov. We were on vacation for Pesach for three weeks, three and a half weeks. During that time, I assume that they haven't solved the problems of traffic jams in the United States. Those of you who are exercising are still doing your morning jog or walking in the evening. I don't know how you've passed the time for the last three weeks, but Bezrat Hashem, we are back. The schedule is a little different. There have been some changes, there have been some additions. And today's year, and every Monday during the summer, will be given by Harav Binyamin Tavori. It's the shir that was in the winter time given on Wednesdays. It's the same shir, the weekly mitzvah. It's being moved till Monday. Tomorrow on Tuesdays there will be a new shir by Harav Meish Tarigan. Wednesdays I will be giving a shir on halacha and machshava in Masechet Brachot. Thursday will be, as usual, the Pashat HaShavua, and Friday we will have the Erev Shabbat program with guests, Pashat HaShavua, things for the week, special program for Erev Shabbat. And so, hopefully your computer hasn't broken, you didn't lose your MP3 player, so whether you're in the traffic jam on the Long Island Expressway, or as one listener wrote to me, sitting alone in a patrol car somewhere in southern United States. Or if you're jogging around a park in Los Angeles. Or even sitting at home or in the office in front of a computer with a good speaker system. Sitting down to hear the shear of KMTT. We are back. We'll be here for the next three months for the summer session. And with no further ado... I give you this week's Mitzvah Yomit, the weekly Mitzvah, Harav Benjamin Tavori, which will be followed by the Halacha Yomit. The Torah says in Parashat Kedoshim, a Mitzvah, Hochiach, Tochiach et Amitecha, from here we learn there's a mitzvah to give tochecha, perhaps to reprimand your friend, to berate him possibly when you see him doing an avera. The Gemara comments on the double phrase, the double verb, hocheach tochiach. The Gemara mentions in the context of many other psukim that have a double phrase like hashev teshivein, that we learn from the double phrase that it has to be done, this mitzvah should be done more than once. Afilu kufpa amim, says the Gemara in the second paragraph of Mitzvah, that even if a person gave tochecha, he admonished his friend, he reprimanded him, and he told him not to do a particular avera. The fellow apparently did not heed his advice, he did not listen to him. So the mitzvah is not just one time, not just two times. Afilu mea even a hundred times. I assume the number a hundred is not precise either. It means there's a continual mitzvah of tochecha. 
However, the Gemara does have a caveat that this mitzvah is not to be done in any, in any, at any time, in any circumstance. The Gemara in Erechim, after Zaymer Beis, brings the Mechlokas exactly until what point do you have to do Tochecha. One opinion of the Gemara is Ad until the person whom you are admonishing is so upset that he will actually come to hit you. I do not mean to hit you in a way that would cause Pikuach Nefesh. If you would really be afraid that the person in question might kill you, then for sure this is a mitzvah like any other mitzvah that Pikuach Nefesh would override. It means that he would be so upset that he would simply hit you. Another opinion is Ad Nazifa. Nazifa is a very strong um, word of reproach that the person will be nozef, he'll be very upset. Then that that is the shiur. B'chol mikreh, the mechokas, how far it goes, is at least a hundred times, and it's until a certain limit, according to that Gemara Nerechim. Now, this seems to be a positive mitzvah, a mitzvah saseh, to reprimand your, your friends, and it would be, it would follow all the rules of any other regular mitzvah saseh. However, there is, the Pasuk has to be learned properly. The Pasuk says, Hochiach tochiach et amitecha, v'lo tisa alav chet. Now, the, what is the additional phrase here, v'lo tisa alav chet? What does that mean? Obviously, this enigmatic statement, v'lo tisa alav chet, could be learned in different ways. The Ramban, for example, in Chumash, says, v'lo tisa alav chet, don't let your hatred for him or for what he's doing obsess you and not tell him because perhaps when you reprimand him he'll apologize. The Ibn Ezra says, Hochiach tochiach, ki onesh yelecha bavuro. The lotisa alav chait is not just don't let him continue doing the sin, or don't let him, don't think of him badly. It means a real halacha, the lotisa alav chait. By doing but, or better, by refraining from tochecha, you will be punished for that. This statement is made more clearly in the Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva. Rabbeinu Yonah says in three places, in number Kuftz in Shar Gimel, Siman Kuftz Adivav, he says, Ima davar galui lakol. V'yadua v'nivchan v'nechkar ki achot sanei musar v'lo yishma lakol moraf u'lemadav lo yilatea zno al zeh ne'amar al tochach leitz pen yisneka. If you know for sure that he will not listen to you, 
the Yireyim, the Sharet Shuvah, Rabbeinu Yonah says that you don't have to tell him. As a matter of fact, you should not tell him. Al tohachleitz pen This will apparently just add fuel to the fire, and he'll despise the person who's reprimanding him even more. In Shargimu number Ayin Beis, says Rabbeinu Yonah, means somewhat like we suggest in Ibn Ezra, that we should not, the person who sees someone else doing something wrong, should not bear the sin of his friend by refraining from telling him. Actually, one person you could question when the Shari Tshuva and Rabbeinu Yonah says that you will this is really a sort of a love Veloti it means it's a love because you did not reprimand him and the love is you did not reprimand him or you could say even sharper that the Veloti is telling us that if you do not reprimand him in a case where reprimanding him would have averted the Avera then maybe it's as if you did that Avera itself the Gemara says Kolan a person who could stop a person from doing Naveira, that person himself is somehow grabbed or involved in that same Naveira. So it's, it's not just that you did not commit the mitzvah of Tochecha. As a matter of fact, what you did is negate the which means that you are obviously going not just omitted the mitzvah, but you committed the mitzvah, either the mitzvah of omission or the mitzvah, the avera of what he said specifically. The, this would be in accordance with the lashon of Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva Gimel, number Nuntes. Anybody who doesn't, and he uses the word machlokes, anybody who doesn't maintain a, a, a real machlokes with someone who goes on a wrong path, he is going to be punished for their sins. And he's a real, it is a real laugh. So, according to Rabbi Yonah, in our, in our Pasuk, not only do we have a mitzvah asay of tochecha, at the same time, we have an isur of velotisa alavchet. The Rambam, for example, seems to disagree with this. Without going into the Rambams and Hechaz Deyes and Hechaz HaMatara that relate to this, we'll just quote the Rambam and say for our mitzvahs. In mitzvahs lota asay, shin gimel, in Sefer HaMitzvah, the Ramam brings this Isur in Shin Gimel, in the Lota Asseis of Shin Gimel, and he says, Hiziranu Shelo Levayesh Ketzaseinu Lekzaseinu. Veloti Salavchait, he interprets as not to embarrass some of us. Zeh Avon Ashi Kuroto, Malbim Penei Chaviro, Berabim. 
This is the Avera that's known to us as a person who shames someone in public. Malbim Panei Chavero Berabim. Azara Shabbat Where does the Torah say that you're not allowed to shame someone? Halcheach tochiach tamitecha v'lot yisalav chet. You v'lot yisalav chet after the mitzvah tochecha implies that you should reprimand your friend, but you should do it in no such a way that will not embarrass him. The Ram continues quoting the Safra. Minayim ochachto arba v'chamesh pamim yachzav yochiach. How do I know? that you have to do it more than one time, more than two times. We said in the, in the Babli, it says even a hundred times. Where do I know that you have to continue do, doing it? The Pasuk, the double Lashon of Ocheach Tochiach, says you should do it twice. But the Sifra continues, quotes the Rambam, Yochol Afilu Atmochicho Upanav Nishtanos. Perhaps, you should reprimand him even in a case where his face changes. It means his, change, his face would turn colors where he would be embarrassed. That's really what the phrase Malbim Panei Chaverobar Abim. Malbim is from the word white. His face turns white. He turns pale. Panav Mishtanot. Talmud Lama Loti The Rambam interprets the passage Loti Salafchet according to the Safra that it means not to embarrass people. Then the Rambam continues, Omnam HaPshat Pasuk, the real Pshat of the Pasuk, the real pshat means don't think about the sin he did, don't remind him of it, don't harp upon the particular avera that he did. In either case, whatever veloti salafchet means, it, whether it means shalolavayesh, not to shame him, or not to think badly about him, not to remember the avera, the Ram does not interpret like the Rabbeinu Yonah. The Ramam seems to think that veloti salafchet is like a separate Easter, but nothing to do with the mitzvah of Tochiach. In a way, it has to do with Hocheach Tochiach. But it's not the result of Hocheach Tochiach. Hocheach Tochiach in such a way, Shaloti Salavchet. Whereas according to the Shari Tshuva, Hocheach Tochiach Tamitacha, because otherwise, Tisalavchet. Otherwise, if you do not reprimand him, then you yourself would be over that Avera. This mitzvah of Tochiach, we could say simply, is a mitzvah ben adam lamakam, or is a mitzvah ben adam lechavero? A mitzvah ben adam lamakam would mean that I'm responsible for this person. It's a chiyuv to Kaddish Baruch Hu that I have to be responsible for other people. And by not doing it, by not reprimanding him, I myself would bear the 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 love of Loti Salafchet. Or is it perhaps only a mitzvah ben adam lechaveiro? I have to save my friend from doing an avera. The truth is that the Isler or the responsibility to save a person from doing an avera should be or could be based upon other sources in Torah. The Minchas Chinuch raises the issue. The Torah in general has an Easter called Lotamod Adam If you see a person drowning, if you see a person in danger, then you're required to help him. Lotamod Adam It's a real Easter. To stand by, you do nothing while your friend is drowning. What would be the real difference if your friend is drowning spiritually or if he's drowning physically? 
If he's drowning physically, of course you have to save him. If he's drowning spiritually, in a situation I could save him from doing the Avera. So shouldn't the mitzvah of Lotam and apply? Or there's a mitzvah of Hashavat Aveda. If a person loses something, I lost my wallet. So the Torah says, Vashiv also lo. There's a mitzvah say to return that lost item. Says the Minchasinach, shouldn't there be such a, a mitzvah as well in the case where a person lost Avedas Nafsha, where he lost his soul? Rachman al says it's obvious that you would have to help him to stop from doing the Avera. So, not only is the mitzvah asay v'ashev also included, but apparently he would think the other mitzvahs that apply to Aveda, of lo sucha you cannot ignore it, or in general, the Easter that he quotes, to should apply. So if a person sees someone doing an Avera, he should do he should stop him from doing it if he can, not only because of the mitzvah, the positive mitzvah but uh, there are mitzvahs lotase as well the mitzvah of lotamad adam and perhaps the mitzvah of velotisa lavchet the in the minchas chinuch, the edition of machon yushalayim so they say there might be minor differences in the case of of a person, for example, who doesn't have air it. So, if I would, let's say, take my wallet and throw it into the river. So that's called Aveda Midas. It's something that I lost intentionally. In such a case, the mitzvah Shabbat Aveda doesn't apply. So, if a person would do an Avera intentionally, you could argue whether the Mitzvah Vashavasalo applies. Perhaps that would be considered Aveda Midas. Or, for example, if a person would be in physical danger, we said there's an Easter of Losam Ramiecha, a person should make every effort to save him, and if he doesn't, he's over this particular Easter. What would happen if a person is trying to commit suicide? Is that like Aveda Midas? If that would be true, then perhaps the mitzvah of Samuel Adamiyacha would not apply when a person intentionally tries to destroy himself. This is a whole discussion that uh, can be discussed at another time. For those people that are interested, Rav uh, Zevin wrote a whole article in his book called Lor Alacha about the permissibility in Jewish law, or to be more specific, he talks about the Easter of committing suicide, and there he discusses whether the Easter of Losam and would apply to a person committing suicide. It's a very interesting article, because he wrote, the, it's called Mishpat Shailak Lor Halacha. Uh, he uses the idea of uh, Shailak and Merchant of Venice to discuss whether a person really can give up his own pound of flesh, can he give up his own life, and he goes from there to a whole discussion about the person's rights on his own body, and the Isurim of committing suicide. The Chomikra, for our purposes, the Loti Salav probably would would apply in any case, according to the way the Shari Tshuva of Rabbi Yonah explained. Whereas, according to the Menchatrinus, 
ideas of Avedas Gufo, Avedas Napsho, or Lotam Yecha, all those issues, Shevos that may not apply in a place where a person is actually doing it the basic. The many people who have written about this uh, topic of the Mitzvah of Tochecha have quoted a, a famous opinion of the Sefer HaYireyim in connection with this Mitzvah. The Yireyim says in there are different editions in the edition I have at home it's Simon Reish Chav Gimel the Yireyim says basically there are almost two different halachos in the midst of Tochecha. He says, Im If it's known that the person will not listen to you, Vehem ha'ovrim shogigim, a person is do, doing this avera b'shogig. That means unintentionally he's doing avera. And you know for sure that if you tell him, you'll only make things worse. He won't listen to you, and then he'll be amazed. So he quotes a famous Gemara in Beis Adaflamit, Hanachlam Yisrael, leave the Jews alone. It's preferable for them to do this Avera B'Shogeg, not to do it intentionally. And the Gemara is referring to the case where there are people who eat, specifically women who eat a little bit too long on Arabian Kippur, Ad and but they do it unintentionally. They don't realize exactly the dinim of the Knesset of Yom Kippur, the Tosefes Yom Kippurim. So the Gemara says there, Mutav Shushogim by Yomizidim. So in the case of Shogeg, the Yireim says you shouldn't tell them if you know that they're not going to listen. But comes along the Yireim with a with a big chiddush. But with a person who is mazid, a person who is doing Yadeira intentionally, so of course there's a mitzvah of Tochecha, but the Reim adds, even though you actually are going to increase his punishment, we're assuming that you're talking to a person who you know definitely will not listen to you. He'll make the situation worse by telling him. Yireim says, Ein b'chach klum. Now that you've told him, the Aver is worse. The Aver is worse because he did it with Hasra. Hasra is not just that he, he's aware of it. He was aware of it before. But somehow an Aver done with Hasra is a more chamur masa Aver than an Aver that's done without Hasra. That's one of the reasons that, according to the Rambam, a Talmud Chacham requires Hasra in order to get Malkus. Normally we say that Hasra is Lahabchin ben Shogig Lamezi. The purpose of Hasra is just to distinguish between a person who does some, something intentionally and un- or non intentionally. But a Talmud Chacham who assumedly knows the halacha well, and therefore the concept of Shogig didn't occur, it's always Lamezi, still he would not get Malchus unless you gave Hasra. We've been taught to learn. That Hasra is a shear in the Maisa It makes the Avera itself more chamor. So the Uraim says, if a person doesn't Avera B'meizid, and I give Hasra, and I know he's not going to listen, so what am I going to accomplish? I just am exacerbating the situation. 
I'm creating a situation where he'll do an Avera, and a more difficult, more severe Avera than he actually would have done without my Asra. He says, It makes no difference. On this, he says, he quotes the Pasuk. The Pasuk in, that's quoted by the Gemara in Baba Kama, Hali Teil Rasha Fiyamus, but, okay, so if he's a Russia, if he's a Russia, you're supposed to tell him anyway. Even though he'll die as a result of this particular action that you're doing, but it makes no difference. It seems that according to the Uraim, there may be considered two mitzvahs involved in Ocheach Tochiach. There is one mitzvah of stopping a person from doing the Aveira. And that's, if a person does an Aveira, b'mezid, and he may, may listen to you. And that's in the case where a person does an Aveira, b'shogeg, and he may listen to you. In that case, the mitzvah could be based upon a concept of ben adam that I should have a responsibility to my friend and perhaps stop him from doing this Avera. That's in a case, Shigishmalo, in a case where at least there's a strong possibility that he'll listen to me. But if he doesn't listen to me, so why would there be a mitzvah of, of telling him? In fact, we have a very famous statement, Kishem Shemitzvah Lama Dabra Nishma, Kach Mitzvah Shalalama Dabra Nishma, the same way it's a mitzvah that says something that will be heard, that will be adhered to. There's a mitzvah to refrain from saying something that will not be listened to. The Uraim would say that's referring to shogeg. That's, re- that's referring to shogeg. In, in the case of a shogeg, we should refrain from telling the person to, with, uh, something which would make, this, make the situation worse. But the Mezid, he would say, no, go ahead and tell him. Why would you tell him? What kind of a mitzvah is that? You're certainly not going to stop him from doing Yavera. Apparently, the Uraim holds that there is another element of this mitzvah. And I think we could call it a ben adam lamakam. There's a mitzvah ben adam lamakam that when I see something wrong, I shrei give out. I, I I just say terrible. It's a terrible thing that's happening. It's a surav ganatit. It's almost a, a like a public demonstration to show that I am upset by this. I re- resent what you're doing. It's wrong what you're doing. And I'm moche. I'm protesting in the name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If this is true. So really, you could say there are two mitzvahs here. There's a mitzvah ben adam lachavero, to stop a person from doing an avera, and that really might be based on the concept of arvus. The concept that I have a responsibility for my friend. If I can stop him from doing a mitzvah, uh, an avera, I should. If I can, can, can control a person, speak to him politely to tell him to stop from doing what he's doing, or maybe even a case where I can talk him into doing a mitzvah. Maybe the mitzvah of Ochiach Tochiach would apply. But there's another mitzvah that even if I know for sure that he won't listen to me, there is still a mitzvah to demonstrate, to make Afghana and say I do not agree. The commentary on the Yireim, known as the Tarapos Re'ein, quotes in the name of the Vilna Gaon, and it's found in our editions of Adaras al on Chumash, in our Parsha, that he says there's no mitzvah at all of Ocheach Tochiach with a Russia. And the same commentary quotes 
Batamid Velio that says Hokeach Tokiach Samisecha La Amischa Shoevcha Shoimcha Batavimitz Atachayav Lochiko Avala Rasha Shu Samacha Ainatachayav Lochiakoto. The Tarat Velio and I said the Vilna Gaon quotes an opinion like this in this Chum in Adar Salyal Khamesh says clearly that there's no din of tochecha for a Russia. Now, the Urayim seems to say that there is. The Urayim says that even if he did the Aver B'mezid, a person that doesn't Aver B'mezid is a Russia. So if a person doesn't Aver B'mezid, so why would there be a mitzvah tochecha? The commentary continues to discuss a fine point, at which point is a person really called a Russia? Is anybody who does an Avera B'mezid considered a Russia? There are opinions that, for example, to be a Mumar, a Mumar for Shabbos. Is if a person is one time Mechal Shabbos? Or, no, he has to be Mechal Shabbos at least twice. If you would hold that a person as Avera B'mezid is not called a Russia, unless he does it twice, then you could reconcile the Yireyim with the Tanat Velio. And you could say that according to the Tanat Velio, there is no din of Tochecha on a Russia. The Yireyim might perhaps agree with this idea. But he says, he's not a Russia if he does it to Mesa. Just the fact that a person did not one time to Mesa makes him a Russia. Perhaps it's only with two times. And two times he becomes a Russia. They, I said this commentary uh, on the Yireyim really quote, quotes the Yireyim to say that perhaps it is true that a person becomes a Russia at one time. In which case, the Urayim does disagree with the Tanat Velio. It would seem to me that the Urayim would think that the Mitzvah to my friend really doesn't apply to a Russia. The concept of, of a Ben Adam Lechavero doesn't apply to a Russia. But the Ben Adam Lemakam aspect, the Mitzvah Ben Adam Lemakam of defending Ki'ilu, the covenant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of standing up for the dignity of, of Judaism, of saying, I do not agree with this particular Avera, with what you're doing, that would apply in all cases. That has nothing to do with the person involved. That would be a havganatiyut, a mitzvah havganatiyut of, of public demonstration of what I believe. Now, I mentioned before that according to the Yireyim, there are two parts to this mitzvah. One of some sort of arvus. I have a responsibility to my friend. As I quoted the Gemara before, kol shi'esh b'yado limchal anybody who could protest and didn't doesn't do so. He's, he's sort of chapped in the same Averis, as if he did that particular Averis. And I said that's based on Arvus. Now, there's a side point that I'd like to explain briefly. The, there's a well-known controversy whether the mitzvah or the concept of Arvus applies between men and women. Without going to the whole details of this question, the Rush in Brachos says that if a woman is not chayiv in benching, she can't be mostly a man because there's no arvus between women and men. Some have interpreted that rush to mean there's no arvus at all between women and men. The Dogel Mervava, no Yehuda, who wrote the Dogel Mervava in Simon Reish Ayin Aleph in Shulchan Arach, bring such an opinion 
that there's no arbitrage between men and women. The uh, Rebbe Kivaker in the Tshuva explained differently. He, he rejected the whole concept. I'd like to deal for a moment with the concept of the Dogo Mervava and assume that perhaps there is no arvus between men and women. But Lechora, there's definitely Tochecha between men and women. And I have four Gemaras that I'll mention briefly to explain this, this point, that the mitzvah of Tochecha applies between men and women. First of all, the Gemara that I quoted before, in Beitzah, Daflamid, the Gemara there says that women have a con, have a, had a custom. I assume they were busy doing the dishes, preparing the Sudam of Sekes, and the husbands left and went to shul. The women stayed home and uh, cleaned up. Oh, I assume that's what happened. And the Gemara says that we should not reprimand the women, apparent, because Mutaf because the Gemara assumed that they wouldn't have listened anyway. If that is true, the mitzvah tochecha would have been to tell them. The only reason you don't have to tell them is because of mutaf shushogim But as far as the problem of tochecha, the Gemara says it applies. The Gemara in Avadazarah da Fiyatches talks about the wife of Reb Chanina ben Shadion and what he did wrong, what she did wrong, and one of the things that says there is they did not reprimand the Ishto Shem Chaniyah did not reprimand. So you see from there that there is some sort of concept of Tochecha between men and women. The two cases that I mentioned before, I just mentioned, could really have been a case of husbands and wives. And one might argue that with husbands and wives there is Tochecha even if there is no Tochecha by uh, by men and women, but husbands and wives might be unusual. However, I'll just quote uh, one Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbos, Nundalana Beis, the Gemara says there that, the Gemara talks about the para, uh, the, of a certain Tana who uh, somehow was not kept from working in Shabbos. The Gemara then goes on to say, but it wasn't really his, it didn't belong to him, it belonged to one of his neighbors, a lady. On this Torah, who should not observe the laws of Shabbos as regards to an animal properly. So Gemara says, you're right, but, it, but why is it called by his name? It's called by his name because because he should have told her and didn't tell her. So you see from here that the mitzvah of Tochecha certainly applies between men and women, although according to Yerayim, somehow it might be based on Arvus, but you see that this particular Arvus applies for men from women to men, from men to women as well. We have we have learned today that there's a mitzvah called tochecha. The basic question that we've raised, whether this mitzvah is a mitzvah ben adam l'makam ben adam is it only just to stop a person from doing an avera? And if I don't stop him, perhaps I have done myself something wrong, either by not reprimanding him or by being involved ki'ilu in the avera itself, or perhaps there's another halacha, halacha, of demonstrating publicly that I disapprove of these of these actions, which would somehow make this not just a bein adam lechaver, but be a bein adam lemakam. And we said, according to Yerayim, there might be both halachas involved. There might be halacha barvus, a responsibility in a case where he would listen to me, but in a case where I know that he does have ever mason and he won't listen to me, there's still a halacha called tochecha, which in that point would be a mitzvah bein adam lemakam.
You have been listening to Arav Benjamin Tavoy, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Achaimot Kedoshim. For today's Halacha Yomit, we have a short Halacha Yomit concerning this week's Yom HaAtzmaot. Yom HaAtzmaot is a Yom Simcha, a Yom Hodaya, a day of thanks for the miracles, the chesed, the grace and the goodness that God showed the Jewish people in allowing them to come back to Eretz Yisrael and to establish an independent state, great ingathering of approximately 40 to 50% of the Jews of the world at this point, and the re-establishment of the beginning of Malchut Yisrael after the hiatus of 2,000 years. Yom Hatznut falls during Sefirat Omer. And the question which is asked almost every year is, what happens to the prohibitions the nihuge avelut, the uh, actions which which fulfill the mourning, the minor stage of mourning of Yemei Svirata Omer, on Yom Atzmut, by extension also on Yom Yerushalayim in three weeks' time. There are different opinions. The truth is that when the Rabbanut HaRashit, many, many years ago, made the announcement about Yom Atzmut, they did not include a statement permitting shaving on uh, on on Heiyah, on Yom Atzmot. Even the statement which talked about saying Halal. I think that halachically, there, there are different opinions, but I think that halachically, the way we should view Yom Atzmot is a day in which we are obligated to have Simcha and to have Hodaya, to have joy and to have and to and to show to show gratitude. It's hard to turn the day itself, the concept of the unit called the day into a day she'en bo avilut. A day that is, is, is dedicated only to simcha. Each Jew who has benefited, who is part of the community, which has received God's grace, should show simcha. Anything which would interfere with that simcha can be, safe, can be safely set aside. So therefore, to start from the end, for instance, if you want to take a haircut, uh, you can have simcha without taking a haircut, unless for some reason you... you you were unable, you were in jail for the last six months and they wouldn't let you take a haircut and today's the first time you can do it and you feel really crummy if you can't. But for a normal person, it in no way affects his ability to celebrate Yom Hatznot if he doesn't take a haircut. Sharing is a little bit more complicated. And, but I would, I would think twice before using Yom Hatznot as a day in which to shave. Since again, the, the, the simcha which one has to do in Yom Hatznot does not require one to shave unless, which might be true, you feel particularly grubby and ugly, and that interferes with your ability to do simcha. The other isabim, which have to do with not celebrating, if, if in Yom Atzimut, if in during the Sefirah we don't celebrate, so in Yom Atzimut we, we do celebrate. Nobody, for instance, schedules a wedding for Yom Atzimut because you celebrate Yom Atzimut. It doesn't, it's not that the Avelut has disappeared. And therefore we don't, uh, we don't schedule weddings, say, for Yom Atzimut. I know that many, many years ago, when I was uh, still in the United States, and the Salute to Israel parade was held more or less around this time, and therefore it fell during Sefirat uh, Omer. So, of course, it was on Yom Atzmut. That was a wonderful situation because you were celebrating Yom Atzmut. Sefirat Omer would not apply. Would not apply to that. So again, everything that we think about, one should do anything which involves celebration of the day itself. This is true in Eretz Israel. I think it's true in Chutz Laaretz as well. Because Yom HaAtzma'ut is a Yom Simcha for Klal Yisrael. The benefits of Medinat Yisrael 
are not limited to those who live here. To a certain extent, there might even be benefits to those who don't live here, which are not present here. It's changed the status and the situation of Jews around the world. And therefore, it's a Yom Simcha, and it should be celebrated and those Isurim of Svirata Omer, which would interfere with that, can be safely can be safely set aside. Those which do not, I think should be should be kept should be kept in place. And that's it for today. You've been listening to KMTT. We'll be back tomorrow with the Shur of Harav Tavagin on Avodat Hashem, Essentials in Avodat Hashem. This has been KMTT from Gush Etzion, broadcasting from Yeshivat Har Etzion, a launch for Israel. Kol Tov, Ki Mitzion Teitzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Mi Yerushalayim.